0: Hello, chefs. This is Chef's PSA Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Natera. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of slow success. Stay tuned. This episode of Chef's PSA is sponsored by JNR Grills and Smokers. And now they've just introduced their JNR offset smokers. Built to the same unmatched high-quality standards as all JNR products, it will stand the test of time and offer professional-grade results. Built from high-grade rolled steel, not pre-existing tanks for added strength. It comes in 250 and 1000 gallon sizes. 500 gallon and custom configurations can also be made. It's comparably priced to other commercial offset smokers. And they deliver their ultra durable models, including custom units, in less than three months. That's less than half the typical lead time of most brands. They understand your passion because it fuels them too, barbecue or upscale cuisine. They always help you deliver. They build everything in Texas and ship to all 50 states and over 50 countries. So what are you waiting for? Go to jrmanufacturing.com forward slash offsets. Now, before we get started, if you wanna support the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure you leave five stars. It goes a long way. Go to chefspsa.com where you get all the books, all the merch, Happy Cook Hat, the one that I'm wearing right here. This Chef's PSA t-shirt, you can show your support. I've written and published five books that are available on audio, paperback, and ebook. Culinary Leadership Fundamentals, Kitchen Art of War, Line Cook Survival Manual, How Not to Be the Biggest Idiot in the Kitchen, and Bad Sue Good Chef. They're all intended for different levels of chefs, everything from entry level, brand new cook right out of culinary school or thinking about getting into the industry, to the advanced strategist chef. I have a few ebooks as I have a few free ebooks as well, including my most recent one, the 50 most important chefs PSAs. You could go get that. It's for free. And if you're an open AI user, I have food cost oracle that I recently designed to help you manage your own food cost. So Tools for chefs, cooks, helping you all get better. So a friend of mine recently sent me a DM that struck a chord. And it was an inspirational quote, kind kind of like the chef's PSA quotes. And it was, slow success builds character, fast success creates ego. Shout out to my friend Ranger Clark, who said that to me, a great chef in Seattle. But when he sent that to me, I was like, that one hurts. And he said, I know. And in today's world, being a chef, it's a race to the top. Everyone wants to be the chef now. Where's the shortcut? How many steps can we skip? What's the shortest path to climb the mountain? Looking at the skills that you need, which ones do we not need? Which ones can we skip? And can we figure out the rest when we're already in position? I'll tell you a quick story. I was the final graduation speaker for Le Cordon Bleu Schools. And I gave the final commencement speech for the very last graduating class in Dallas. I wanna say it was like 2017. And I wrote this really good speech, by the way, I, I am a public speaker. For those of you that don't know, I do a lot of public speaking, a lot of leadership seminars for companies and things like that. So I could probably talk about that on another episode. But I was delivering this graduation speech. And you know, before you give a graduation speech, they introduce you and they list off your accolades and they read a short bio about you. And so I get up on stage, they list my bio, I'm giving the speech, it was a very inspirational speech and I think it really resonated with the people that were in the crowd. So afterwards, all the students come up and they pick up their diploma and they shake hands with the director of the school and myself and we thank them and they go across stage and it's like, thank you so much, congratulations and they keep the line moving. If you've graduated from culinary school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, after the speech, one of the students that was graduating came up to me and he asked me if he could have a copy of the speech that I wrote. He wanted, it. he said, I really enjoyed your speech. Can I have a copy of the speech? I said, absolutely. And I gave it to him. And then he said to me, I want to be in your shoes. That's my goal. And after talking to him for a little bit, you know, I was like, well, that's a good goal to have. And we talked a little bit. But I realized through the conversation that he didn't want to be in my shoes 23 years later, which was about how many years I had been in the industry at that time. He wanted to be in my shoes right then and there. He wanted to skip all the necessary steps and jump right to the top. He wanted to be the commencement speaker at the school, and it blew my mind because I started thinking about my journey, and I also started thinking about the journey of many of the cooks and chefs that are working right now. The current trend in today's culinary world is to move up pretty quick. Social media hastens that incredibly fast. You could learn everything that you need to know in your kitchen, and then in your off time... You could pick up new techniques. You could follow certain chefs on Instagram. There's a lot of resources. There's masterclass, there's chef steps. You could go down the rabbit hole of YouTube cooking instructors, including chefs on TikTok, Instagram. And then you have people like me on Chef's PSA who teach different things, not just the culinary aspect, but the leadership aspect and the managerial stuff. You have access to chefs now like you never did before. So the information is coming at you very quickly. So I think realistically, what used to take someone 10 years to be a chef can now take you five. The information is there. The ability to learn is much quicker. And if you're a didactic learner, then you should be able to get there much quicker than people who are not. Then you have the external pressures of social media and your peers. You see your friends moving up quickly, people that you went to culinary school with or people that you worked with in the past. You see them climbing the ladder. And of course, you're comparing yourself to them. You see all these chefs on social media making beautiful food, getting lots of followers, lots of views. People are lining up to go to their restaurants, and it's easy to get that feeling that you're not moving fast enough with your career, and you might have to speed it up because everyone else is getting there faster than you, and you're comparing yourself to them. Those external pressures start to get to you. Pre-social media, the only people that you were usually competing with were the people in your kitchen and maybe a few local restaurants. The reach wasn't as great. You'd wait a year for a new cookbook to come out to see new ideas. It wasn't as fast. Things were much slower. You spent more time in position and you got really comfortable with what you were doing. But I could tell you this, everyone wants the title, but not everyone really wants the job. The title sounds great. Everyone wants to say they're the executive chef or the chef de cuisine or the sous chef. But doing the job is much different than just having the title. The title wears off once you're in the shit when the pressure kicks in, when you're expected to perform, when you realize no one's coming to save you, when you realize that the buck stops with you. And if you've moved up too quickly and you find yourself in a position of leadership or sous chef or overseeing a restaurant and you don't have the experience to do so, you might be really hurting yourself in the future. Because if you're not prepared to do the job well and you have one failure after another, then it could be a confidence killer. And it might take you longer to get out of that rut than it would have been if you had taken your time slowly. I have a chef's PSA that I say, often it's better to take your time and become a good sous chef later than impatiently becoming a bad one today. Master the fundamentals, learn how to cook, work every station at length. Deal with a lot of different problems, immerse yourself in the challenges that come with being a cook and a chef. The more problems that you're exposed to, the more experience that you have dealing with them, when they arise, because they always arise more than once, you'll have a better understanding and a better idea of how to deal with them when they happen again. Technically, when we're talking about the cooking techniques, you can't just do something once and think you've mastered it. You can't make pasta one time and say, I know how to make pasta. Well, no, you've made it once. You have to make it hundreds of times before you can make it well. You have to butcher hundreds of fish, thousands of fish. You have to have good services and bad services. You have to crash the kitchen. And you have to watch other people crash the kitchen so you know where they went wrong and where you went wrong. You have to talk about it. You have to learn from your mistakes. You have to learn from the mistakes of others. And this is where having a good mentor comes in because you may think you're ready because you've worked your station for three months and you know how to do the five recipes that are coming off your station. So you go to your chef and you say, move me up, I'm ready. And they might tell you, no, you're not ready. And because you don't like the answer, you may say, I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna go somewhere else because I think I'm ready. If you have a good chef mentor that you trust, listen to them. They may see some of your blind spot. The reason that the brigade system exists is so that you would get very competent at the different levels in the kitchen and the different positions. So you spent time as the saucier, as the chef de partie, as the demi-chef, as the commis, as the sous chef, as the butcher, and you worked your way through all those positions. So when you became the sous chef or the chef de cuisine, you were able to go and correct someone. And teach them and mentor them because that's what you needed when you're in those positions. And sometimes, when you move up too quickly, at least what I've noticed from chefs that move up too quickly, you might have the skills, but you don't have the mentorship and leadership skills. So, just because you know how to cook and you know how to create food doesn't necessarily mean you're a good chef. I was joking around with one of my friends the other day and I introduced him and I said, he's more of a really good cook, not a really good chef. And we kind of had a chuckle about it because even though he is a chef, sometimes he doesn't like teaching people and and doing the mentorship stuff. He just likes creating food and that's okay. But I think if you really want to become a successful chef, the more that you're able to lead others and develop others and build a team and not just sit and wish that good cooks are going to come through your door. But when you have experience, you know how to build cooks from the bottom up, as they say, grow your own tomatoes. I have that saying, if you can't find good cooks, Take the ones that are already in your kitchen and start there. Make them better. And one other thing I'll point out when it comes to moving up too quickly is sometimes when you get a little bit of success, you could start to believe everything that's written about you or the amount of media attention that you're getting. And you start to think that you truly do walk on water. I promise you, it's very difficult to have that staying power over time. There's not a lot of chefs that are able to do it. I would challenge you to go back and look at who the top 10 chefs in your city were for the last 15 years and see how many have been on for 15 years. And I guarantee you, there's probably not many. You might have one or two in every city that have staying power. The rest are just a revolving door. And it is really easy to believe it and get caught up in the ego. But don't forget that it's short-lived Enjoy it while it lasts, double down, do everything you can to take care of the media and the PR and to grow your brand when you're hot, but don't get too puffed up because success is a double-edged sword. That ego could get the better of you and you start to rub people the wrong way and you start to burn bridges. Sometimes that boomerang of karma takes a long time to come back, but it always does come back. And you find yourself having to repair relationships and build bridges. With people that you may have burned them with previously so here's some tips if you're a new cook or you're a new chef find a mentor take your time work all the stations don't be in such a rush to go from one station to the next because you think you're not learning if someone's telling you you're not ready you may have a blind spot listen to them if you're the chef mentor make sure you're telling the cooks what their blind spots are don't ignore their faults point them out help them get better teach them If you want the people in your kitchen to get better, it's your responsibility as the chef. Map out your career. Like I said, it's better to be the worst cook in the best kitchen than the best cook in the worst. Find out who you want to work for, go work for them. Find out what kind of kitchen you want to run and go work in those kitchens. That's how you'll learn how to run those kitchens. Immerse yourself in culinary knowledge and knowledge in general, inside the kitchen and outside. Read everything, watch everything, practice at home. And when you're at work, Push yourself to be the, a little bit better, 1% better than yesterday. There's not one successful chef that has been on top for a long time that didn't pay their dues and have their ups and downs. And I shared that story at the beginning that the cook came up to me and said they wanted to be in my shoes and they wanted to be there then. And they didn't want to do the hard work to get there. They didn't want to go through the ups and downs that I went through. They didn't want to close restaurants. They didn't want to get bad reviews in the paper. They don't want to work three months straight without a day off like I did at one point and have the trials and tribulations that it takes to become a chef. They don't want to go through all that. They just wanted the success. And if you get the success without putting the work in, you're in for a rude awakening. There's no something for nothing in this world. You pay now or you pay later. It's better to pay your dues up front. It's like that old expression. One of the biggest curses you could have is being the son of a king, especially a king conqueror, because they went out and earned it And it was just given to you. And when it's just given to you and you haven't earned it, people see through it and they resent you a little bit for it. And you get tested. So take your time. Be patient. You're not competing with anyone else. You're just competing with yourself. Make a solid plan. Find a mentor. Get there faster. If you want to support the show, go to chefspsa.com where you get all the books, all the merch. Make sure you leave five stars. Nothing less than five stars. We'll see you next week. Hit the porno music.